DQ presents... Picture this. Picture the new DQ Summer Blizzard Treat Menu with iconic flavors that taste like instant summer. You order the one and only Drumstick Blizzard with peanuts. Oh, wow. Crunchy waffle cone pieces, world-famous DQ Soft Serve, and Blue Sky Bliss. Or maybe you get the Brownie Batter Blizzard. Ooh-wee. Fudgy brownie goodness. You're feeling breezy and dreamy all over. Moments like these are why the new DQ Summer Blizzard Treat Menu exists. Get it delivered at DQ.com. DQ. Happy tastes good. My name is Bruce Reyes Chow, and this is BRC and Friends. Each episode, I chat with activists, artists, academics, and adventurers to discuss politics, faith, pop culture, technology, and as you will discover, pretty much everything else that pops into our heads. This is basically an excuse for me to hang out with friends and colleagues and riff about things that matter. Welcome to BRC and Friends. Very excited. Uh, this week, we're again sitting in the front of Phil's in, in Middlefield in Palo Alto, the mean streets of Palo Alto, as I like to call them. <laughs> um, but I'm here with Allison, and Allison Hello. is um, uh, coming here um, with the Presbyterian Peace Fellowship and the young, um, the young little volunteer program. We'll explain all that later. But um, as I do, would just love Allison. If you just introduce yourself, tell us who you are. Who is Allison? Who is Allison? Well. My name is Allison Wood. I grew up in the South, and so I know that if you are invited to someone's house and you don't show up with food, even if you're going there for dinner, then you're doing it wrong. Uh, I moved to Tucson, Arizona about 10 years ago to do a, a year of service with the Presbyterian Church Young Adult Volunteer Program and have been there the last 10 years, which feels like a pretty long time. I would say three key things to know about who Allison is. One, I uh, live with a Pipple, who is my pride and joy. My, my uh, non-person, non-romantic life partner. <laughs> and uh, is one, two, I am feel really passionately about um, distinguishing between what is my vocation, what is the work that I get called to, and what is the work that I get paid for, mm-hmm. because those aren't always the same thing, and I think it's helpful to remember that. Yep. And number three, I really like puns. That's, I think that's an important part of who I am as a person. So uh, I, as we were prepping for this, um, uh, I shared that uh, Elizabeth Warren's campaign came out with their new cannabis uh, program or their new plan, and the announcement was to be blunt, which <laughs> so I'm good. Like, oh man! Yes, yes. Um, I, I am. You know, now that I'm not in kind of my church circles, I think I'm totally um, <laughs> wearing my Warren shirt, and yeah, it's mm-hmm. all good. Okay, so um, tell us a little bit about. So, so one of the things I'm really excited about having you on for is because. You're, you're doing accompaniment, and mm-hmm. not everybody really knows what that is. So can you just kind of tell us what, what is accompaniment, um, and then maybe a little bit about um, Presbyterian Peace Fellowship and, and the programs you're doing around it? Yeah. So accompaniment um, as is used by a lot of different people in a lot of different ways. In, the, in this country in particular, like people who do accompaniment with folks at ice check-ins or in sanctuary work. The way that Presbyterian Peace Fellowship uses the word is to mean... Uh, our like official definition is uh, physical presence in places where we are invited with local partners so that our partners uh, through proximity to the power that we represent feel and are safer Mm -hmm. which is an elaborate definition just to mean uh, accompaniment is showing up in places where our friends are at risk and being with them and that when we're doing it right which is with a anti-racist and decolonizing uh, intention and practice that we're working really hard to put our power, our meaning 
Presbyterian Peace Fellowship is associated with the Presbyterian Church USA, which is a mainline Protestant denomination that's like 94.7% white or something like on that. On a good day. On a good day, Or a bad yeah. day, depending on <laughs> Well, yeah. Uh, and so, um, so we want to like use this kind of weird institutional power and, and put that power at the service of our partners locally. Which is interesting because I think there are a lot of Presbyterians who feel really powerless in kind of buying this idea that, that as a predominantly white mm-hmm. mainline church, we're somewhat sidelined, and which I think in some areas is very true. Um, but as we also know, internationally, sometimes it's a very different kind of view of what that carries yeah um so so where um is presbyterian peace fellowship now like where where are the programs so uh we have an accompaniment relationship with the presbyterian church of Colombia in south america where we've been for 15 years in partnership and then just this last march started a relationship with a migrant shelter in abu prieta sonora which is a town on the u.s mexico border just south of arizona okay and and so why Let's talk about the most re- your most recent yeah. location. So why why go there? I mean, did did some did Presbyterian Peace, Peace Fellowship see something in the news and like, oh, we got to be there, or what's that? I mean, what <laughs> what what? How does this really work? Yeah. So the way that it works is uh, when, or the way that it worked in this case is when the community recognized the severity of the threats that were being brought against the shelter manager um, of the one migrant shelter that is open in Abu Prieta. Um, the, like the community got together in conversation and realized that he he was carrying a lot of personal risk and and one um, way that they decided to try to mitigate that was requesting international accompaniment which the US Mexico border is a I live in Tucson Arizona so in the borderlands it's a weird zone um, the ACLU calls it a constitution free zone um, the 100 miles within a within 100 miles from an international border in the United mm-hmm. States um, so calling folks from the U.S. going to Mexico, international companies, has a different flavor than it does in Colombia. Mm. But, um, but folks there in Abu Prieta just called Presbyterian Peace Fellowship and said, hey, we are at risk and we need you all to show up. Right. And w- so what does that look like then for, for, for Presbyterian Peace Fellowship? Yeah. So we, um, <laughs> I think a funny part of the story is that uh, they made that call one day before I was hired. <laughs> Welcome. And so now go prepare I, yeah, all the really entire got, new so program. Like, I was hired on a Friday, and then the next weekend, I drove the two hours from Tucson down to Oprieta okay. to sit in a room with people and just talk to them about uh, what they're experiencing and what their needs were. And how did that call even like? I, I want to think we're important people as Presbyterians, mm. and PBF is a important. But how does all of a sudden goes? Oh, you know who we're going to call? Yeah. Like what's that? So, so part of it is, uh, another way of calling accompaniment is unarmed civilian protection. And that is used by a lot of groups like Nonviolent Peace Force, waging, uh, Peace Brigades International, Christian Peacemaker Teams. So um, through the connection to CPT particularly, there are a couple of CPT Christian Peacemaker Team reservists that live in Abu Prieta, okay. in Douglas. Uh, which is the town just north of Abu Prieta across the border. But there is also a, a binational Presbyterian border ministry there. Mm-hmm. And so and so the real answer is like it worked through the Good Old Boys Network mm-hmm. where the pastor who is wonderful, is the mission co-worker in mm-hmm. the binational Presbyterian ministry, knew that Presbyterian Peace Fellowship has done some stuff like this and called Rick Offer Chase, who said, <laughs> I'm actually not the director of that organization right, anymore. Right. You should talk to Emily. Yep. Oh, you know. Yeah. 
networks which is like the PCUSA we we sometimes like we like to talk about ourselves as a like relational connectional mm-hmm. church and so I think that's in some way an example of good connections yeah, of right. people using their connections to right. Right. to access services. So what's your work in particular? Are you you just, you're just <laughs> in charge of the whole thing? Just do it. No. Do the whole thing. <laughs> no, thank God. Um, so as a accompaniment coordinator, I recruit and uh, co-facilitate. So I recruit accompaniers and co-facilitate trainings. I manage the program, which means um, dealing with uh, mold at the accompanier apartment and helping the accompaniers okay. know who they should call. Right. And and the biggest part of my relationship or my job I think is maintaining good relationships with our partners mm-hmm. and making sure that we're in good communication with each other. So you're at 30,000 feet and ground level. I mean, you're kind of yeah. doing, doing the whole thing. Yeah. That's great. What's the best part about this work? Um, the best part is that um, Presbyterian Peace Fellowship is a nonprofit organization that um, is really explicit about a, f- a focus on being anti-racist as an organization, which is something that we know that we're always striving for, that we never arrive at. And that means that, uh, one, we can be in like our Zoom meetings with staff or volunteers from all over the country and talk about white supremacy and the way that that's impacting our work, which I think is really liberating, especially coming from a church context where oftentimes I feel like I have to be very diplomatic about what I say and how. Mm-hmm. And so just to name the things that I see in the world is really powerful. And then also to like, um, we have an organizing group that manages the accompaniment in both places. And that group is made up of people from the United States, people from Colombia and people from the community in Mexico. And so to work deeply in partnership like that is really powerful. What's the hardest part? The most difficult, the stressful (laughs) part that you can share. That I can share publicly. That can be recorded (laughs) forever. Oh no. uh, folks who sign up to be accompaniers are leaving their homes and dedicating three to four weeks of their lives to communities in different places and that is awesome Mm -hmm. and many of those people come with a desire to help Mm. and that they want to um, particularly with the rhetoric of the current U.S. administration I hear lots of folks say well, I heard that something is going wrong on the border, and so I need to do something about it. Right. Which is both a wonderful impulse right. and hard to undo so that folks understand that the situation on the border has been that way for right. generations, and there are lots of people doing work there already. Right. And we don't have a lot to offer. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it almost like, oh, well, this might not be the place for that impulse to be lived out. Mm-hmm. How, so, but how do you, you know, I think a lot of people probably come to that with this sense of, I I'm supposed to help. Like I got to yeah. go do something, which again is, is a good impulse, but it combined with kind of our kind of colonial mindset. It just, yeah. you know, obviously, but so how do you, I guess the question is how do you, uh, transform somebody out of that convict somebody? Out? I mean, what, yeah. how, as they're coming, because at some point you have to, I guess, discover whether they can, they really can make that shift. Mm-hmm. Otherwise it's unhelpful presence. I would assume. I mean, yeah. how do you, do, how do you work with that when that shows up in your, that, that perspective shows up in your doorstep. Uh, well, f- first, our, our partners in both of those places are really wonderful and are welcoming to just about anybody. Mm-hmm. So it's not up to me to try to like transform someone into the perfect accompanier before I send them, okay. which is wonderful. <laughs> I don't think that's possible. Um, but we try to do a lot of anti-racism education okay. at our trainings. And, um, and I try to... I have a particular focus on like 
this is uncomfortable and we're just going to be uncomfortable. Yeah. And we're just going to sit down. Is there an application process? I was just saying, where does the vetting happen? Because you could, you could easily see somebody kind of coming in and it's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to go fix and mm-hmm. save. And at, at what point? Because there's only two at a time or something like that, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah, we send people in pairs uh-huh. to each context. There is, we do have an application that we ask folks to fill out on our website. And then, and I read through those before we invite people to okay. our trainings to look for anything that's really, right. you know, I don't even know what it would be, what right. the red flag would be. But but truly, like, uh, because accompaniment is not really about accomplishing anything, mm-hmm. like, we're not sending people to do education. We're not sending people to carry out a project. We're sending people to be physically be present yeah. and through their physical presence illustrate that that community has relationships with a seat of power. It really doesn't matter who that person is, who we send. Mm-hmm. And so we do want to try to do education, yeah, yeah, yeah. both to like create the world that we want to live in more broadly and to mitigate the harm that right. that we are all doing. I mean, so ultimately accompaniment is, I'm I'm just there mm-hmm. in, in embodying whoever I am, my context, yeah. I'm, that's, I'm, just, I'm just there. Yeah. It's awesome, that's great. All right, let's take a quick break uh, here from uh, Marlite Presbyterians. I have the privilege and honor of serving on the board of Morelia Presbyterians. MLP is an organization with the mission to work for the full participation of LGBTQIA plus people in the life, ministry, and witness of the Presbyterian Church USA and in society. One aspect of our work is to honor people's gender identity and preferred pronouns and to encourage and help others to do the same. We do this in a variety of ways, but one of our most successful has been creating swag such as pins, stickers, and t-shirts that are visible symbols and sayings that honor the beauty of our gender identities. If you'd like to get your MLP swag, they are offering a special discount for listeners of BRC and Friends, so just go over to mlp.org backslash shop and use the code BRC at checkout to get 15% off your entire purchase of anything in the store except for patches and stoles. Again, get your more light Presbyterian swag at mlp.org backslash shop and use the code BRC for 15% off. And we're back. Hooray. And uh, how's your coffee? It's so good. Phil's is amazing. It is amazing. Yeah. And there were, Phil's is not a sponsor yet, but, but someday, uh, soon. But someday soon. Yeah. Not that I, I, yes, I love Phil's. Changes your <laughs> life. And I, you didn't even get a fancy one. You got like hardcore, just straight. It's iced just a, coffee. it's like mostly a caffeine delivery service. But each each blend has a <laughs> special ingredient in it that only Phil knows. Mm-hmm. And see, Phil's, if you would put Bruce on the payroll, he could be doing I this kind you. of quality content at all times. All times. Yeah. All times it would be. <laughs> all right. So, um, uh, as as folks know, when you listen to this, we don't just talk about the particulars of our jobs or vacation and all that, but other things that we're interested and passionate about. So um, uh, let me ask you, so um, what you, you talked a little bit about some of the stuff that you did. Let's talk about our dogs. Yes. So this is the second show in a row that I've talked about our dogs. Amazing. So how, how did you find your, like, what, how did how did you all find each other? Um, went to the pound a few times in, in Tucson and... Um, my friend who I went with the second time pointed out this like really funny looking dog because she was very funny underweight. So her head ugly. was like huge. No, uh, very funny. She's very cute now. Okay. Oh, um, it's the dog you got. Yeah. And I like met her in the uh-huh. enclosure yep. and we, we chatted a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very impressed with, I think the thing that sealed the deal was that when <laughs> we were in that enclosure, she um, made intense use of the bathroom facilities while maintaining eye contact with me the whole time and i was like this is a dog with character <laughs> so so was it a so that's a i'm peeing do not come into my space or i'm just chilling you know i'm over here doing my thing no this was like a 
I'm producing solid waste and I need you to notice my effort. Oh. <laughs> Which I respect. There you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I can see that. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, what's her name? Her name is Ada. Ada. And personality. Other than... Yep. She's a diva. She demands attention. Mm-hmm. She and you give it. She knows what she wants. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, I have a soft spot for, for pits. Uh, we had, we've had many over our years, but now we have... Uh, we have an English Bull Terrier, the target dog, mm-hmm. who, her name is Vespa. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just say out loud that she's my favorite dog, because <laughs> she is. We, we we lost our third little sweet dog about oh, five sorry. or six months ago. Had to put her down. I was The whole family was traveling. It was just me. Oh, no. Yeah, I, that's so, awful. yes, I've told the story two podcasts in a row, because I want more sympathy. Yeah. Yes, it was awful. It was awful. You, awful, that's, awful. And then we I'm got so my, my wife's uh, father's dog, who mm-hmm. was named Bernie and that there's no correlation to the <laughs> current but he is a grumpy old man no, and it's perfect. just it's that's we call fun. him Bernard mm-hmm. as well just because it feels right yeah that's um, great so I have to and Vespa doesn't like walks she's the perfect dog what she you go about 500 feet and then she sits, sits down it's like I'm you can carry me back now because I'm not walking or you can try to drag me back and I will pretend I'm choking so that all the neighbors will call animal protection service wow. So one time I was training for a very long walk and I, I walked my dog about six miles. Mm-hmm. And when we got home, she was, she drank some water and then she was like, all right, when are we going again? Did, so, was this the uh, fossil, free, was this the fossil free mm-hmm. walk? Yeah. Did she go on it? No. Oh, that would have. Yeah. I don't know. How would that have been for a dog? Could you have done it? Uh, I think it would have been hard. She doesn't love, she's not good with other dogs. Oh, she's very territorial. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, um, what are kind of kind of things? What what things kind of keep your spirit up in the midst of all the work you're doing? I know that there's a lot of fulfillment in the work, but what are the other kinds of things that feed your soul? So, I for about a year have been taking a pottery class. Oh, on a wheel. And on a wheel. Yes. Yeah. And it's legit. Um, it is okay. So, I don't know if you're into the enneagram. But I do not get me started. Okay, don't start. But I'm a three on the enneagram. <gasps> Are you also I'm a three? A three the What's your oh wing? Uh, I'm a four, wing four. Oh, I'm a two wing. Okay. Uh, cool. Interesting. Um, interesting. Mm. Yeah, for thought. <laughs> you get it's horrible uh, for a podcast. We just look yeah. at each other going, um, oh. just just gazing into each other's <laughs> li- eyes with the affirmation of someone who truly understands. Mm, yeah. Got it. Um, so so pottery is the only thing in my life that I do without the intention of being the best at it. Yeah. And I make. So I've been doing it for a year. I've been going once or twice a week for a year. It's the most consistent thing in my life because I travel a lot and yeah. there's just a lot of change all the time. Um, and so do you rent a space I, like in a there's studio? There's a co-op okay. yep. yeah, in Tucson, which I'm thankful for. So I go in and um, I am a year in and I'm still making misshapen pots <laughs> and lopsided <laughs> mugs. And it's like... Do you give them as gifts? I give them as gifts. Yep. My house is full of nonsense pottery. But it, uh, something about like being creative and doing something with my hands. And, yeah. um, and that pottery requires you to be physically centered yep. so that you can center the the clay um and um it's just really it's powerful yeah 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 Yeah. i i I took it i'm 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 a three two wing i also get bored pretty quickly so Mm -hmm. uh i did pottery for a little bit four or five years ago and just loved it i'm actually thinking about getting back into it Mm -hmm. again but i just remember that like you're saying that the perfection that you're trying to get all the time like Mm -hmm. you just gotta let that go yeah it's just it's because it doesn't happen i but the interesting the only ones i've saved Mm -hmm. are the ones that look 
really good. <laughs> <laughs> so if you walk into our house, we're like, oh, it's a nice pot. I'm like, yeah, I made that. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, well, that's, that's, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, my competitive threeness comes out. I did um, hot yoga for a while. Whoa. Yeah, I loved it, actually. And then my instructor came up to me one time and says, Bruce, um, so you know that this is not a competition, right? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, is it though? Oh, no. Because I'm certainly holding this pose better, pose better than that person mm-hmm. over there. So, yeah. yeah. So I, I kind of go in and out of my... I realized I used to feel guilty about that, but now... I'm just like, no, I do this for a little bit, and then yeah. I move on to the next, yeah, and I try this good. a little bit. and mm-hmm. um, So it's all good. All right, so uh, as we wrap up, so, um, what are you reading, listening to, watching? And this could be a variety. It doesn't all have to be deep. could be candy. Mm-hmm. could be whatever. What, what are you watching these days? We'll start there. So I was watching The Good Place. Mm. Uh, now I'm crying forever that it's over. Do you? Did you ever listen to the podcast? Yes, yes. some. Um, but... Um, yeah, so watch The Good Place, watch a lot of Great British Baking Show, which I find a, a really helpful antidote to, antidote to how terrible the world is because, like, just everyone is nice to each other. Uh, oh, on the British one, they're nice to each other? Yes. See, that's the thing about some of these other baking shows. One of my kids, they're no. all, there's always, why does there have to be a this villain? This one is like, uh, oh, you're out of time, or we're almost out of time. I finished mine. Let me help you finish yours. It's really cool. It's also, weirdly, the only show that ever makes me root for a white man. <laughs> Because it will be like these middle-aged white men who talk about like baking for their daughters, and then they come on this competition right. show. And so these I, aren't I, professionals. Like, want them to win. No, it's all amateurs. All amateurs. Okay. Just like trying things out. It's so mm-hmm. great. Um, it seems like a it feels like a bumper sticker. Yeah. English baking shows. The only time I root for a white man. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> There's still a lot in there about colonization, but like we'll just <laughs> blow past that. Um, uh, things that I'm listening to. Well. Um, Listening to the high women, yeah. obviously. <laughs> like I feel most obviously. people are. Um, the the podcast that I really love is called My Dad Wrote a Porno. Oh, oh my god! So <laughs> do you know this one? This is the third <laughs> episode in a row that that's the. Listen, that makes total sense to me because you said that you you talk to like <laughs> artists and activists and people who are changing the world, and like uh, we people in that category are just like immersed in what is horribly broken in the world and so um we just occasionally need some like nonsense sexy time listening <laughs> yep that has no pressure i i i i've heard of it had not started listening to it i've now subscribed to it yeah, yeah yeah but i haven't i haven't got to it yet my my uh escapism right now is called the office ladies okay so it's jenna fisher and angela kinsey amazing and they're re-watching the office together that's so, really. I don't. I can't. That's hard for me to imagine. Like, what would it be like to watch yourself? Oh, they're hysterical because they years. love the show. Oh. They're like huge fans, and they're watching it as fans. Cool. And then you hear all the backstory about it, and how, they, and, and every episode, they're like, "Here's five things. Did you notice?" And so mm-hmm. I'm watching it along again. Oh, cool. And you also get to hear like at the beginning. So Jenna Fisher is, and apparently, this has been on the podcast now multiple times. That um, she's a trained actress. She's a. <laughs> So she's like, there are only two. It's like very fancy. So there are only two trained uh, theater professionals mm-hmm. on the show. Guess who the other one was? Uh, no idea. Ray. Um, oh. Yeah, Dwight was the only other. Oh yeah. Trained. The, all the ever, all the other mm. ones came out of improv. Interesting. 
Yeah. So anyway, hmm. so yeah, it's it is so it's fascinating to kind of get behind the scenes, and apparently they're best friends now and all that kind of thing. But it's it's definitely one of the things I'm, I'm listening to. Um, uh, any movies or anything? Is that uh, are you a movie person? Uh oh. <laughs> yes, the movie that I saw, the last movie I really loved that I saw twice in theaters was. Twice Fast in theaters. That was was um once on opening weekend was Fast and Furious colon Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> are we? Oh, I. I people keep <laughs> this was not a paid this no, no, I don't this choose is new my information to Bruce I do not choose my guests based on their movie t- I oh. bought it and use it as my background oh my gosh whenever I write or do Listen, anything it's so, so good most of the things I've done are it's Hobbs and Shaw yep the Meg I don't know why okay. I like that one so much I don't it's giant shark giant right? shark yeah. I mean what can, how can you go I, I mean, just love nonsense I mean and Hobbs and Shaw does it it's so good yeah just in it knows who it is. It is just dumb. Oh, it's and great. Funny it's, and funny. Yep. And I could watch it for five years. I wish that movie was five years long. I, <laughs> uh, to be honest. Like sometimes in the movie it's split screen and they could just like split it into four screens. And, and just make put the two of, of them in a room together oh, yeah. and just have them go I'm at in. it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I have actually used um, uh, Fast and the Furious as an example of um, one of the most diverse, actually ethnically diverse franchises out there. Yeah. Is, is, is Absolutely. That, I mean, it's fascinating and everyone is objectified yeah so, exactly you know yeah. that makes it okay yeah Possibly. totally and i've met michelle rodriguez so oh wow we were in new york one time i was i was in new york one time and i walk into this um t-shirt store with a friend uh kelly wyatt wyatt um and we are part of pastors group and i'm like that's michelle and then you know then you get this like okay am i gonna be all starstrucky and <laughs> But then after you don't do that, every time you're like, why didn't I go yeah. in and do it? So she goes outside and I'm like, do you want, <laughs> can, can we grab a picture? And so the best part is Kelly gets left in the store. Right? Mm-hmm. Kelly and her friends were at a conference. And I run out, get a picture with Michelle Rodriguez. And the store owner thinks that Kelly and I are together. <laughs> and says to Kelly, I can't believe that he just did that to you. <laughs> like, that man had daughters. <laughs> Who had been betrayed, and he was—he was ready to. And, and Kelly, oh. she had this thought of like, I, I could have gone with it and said, "Yeah, mm-hmm. I can't." I'm so, or I could tell him the truth. But he, she was like, he was really serious. He was angry at you for wow. running after this other person. So, <laughs> but I have a picture rough. of Michelle Rodriguez wow. with her arm around me. Amazing. Yeah. So it's. How did we get there? Uh, Hobbs and Hobbs Shaw. And Shaw. So good. So good. Yeah, talk about it forever. So good. I I just hope um, Dwayne never runs for president because then I'm not sure I could. It just because yeah. there been there was talk about it. And I'm like, dude, just make your movies. Yeah. Just make your movies. It's okay to just stay in your lane. Yeah. That's just exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, what are you reading? Anything? Yeah. The thing I want to talk about that I'm reading. Besides, let me just put in a little plug for trashy romance novels. Oh my gosh, because, this is making another kind of, like because like um, which one time I was on an airplane and in an aisle seat and I was reading and the steward person flight, flight attendant, attendant sorry walked by <laughs> the steward human <laughs> the steward you know gender inclusive uh, walked by and said oh what are you reading and I said oh a trashy romance novel and he said you're so brave <laughs> I was like oh I. I don't, I don't know what to do with Okay, that. cool. Yeah, thanks. My best uh, flight attendant, I'll get to your big but my yeah. best flight, flight attendant image is, there was some cartoon that talked about the best thing about being a flight attendant is every day you get to just call people trash. As you walk down the <laughs> middle, you're like, trash, trash, <laughs> trash. Yeah, that is 
great. That sounds wonderful. All right, wonderful. so you, besides trashy romance novels. Yeah, so the thing that I'm kind of obsessed with right now is Emergent Strategy by Adrienne Marie Brown. Oh, okay. Which is not, I mean, she's written a newer book since that mm-hmm. came out. Uh, Pleasure Activism is her newest one, but it is, I actually don't have a lot of hope that changing the world is possible most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and reading her book is the first time in a long time that I oh. actually believe that it's possible to change the world. So I'm reading it with my young adult volunteers right now, and we're oh. talking about fractals and intentional adaptation, and I just think it's uh, it's a really fabulous way of, of looking at and being in the world. Oh, awesome. Yeah. All right, well, thank you for being here. Um, glad you have everyone. And Allison Wood, we'll put all the information on uh, the recap of how you can get in touch with her, Press Print Peace Fellowship, put some links to everything we've mentioned today, and uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you. BRC and Friends was produced, written, recorded, and edited by Bruce Reyes Chow with zero help from his dog Vespa. Please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to BRC and Friends wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, please follow, like, tag, and share on all the platforms via B-R-C-A-N-D-F-R-I-E-N-D-S. Thanks for listening to BRC and Friends. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Look around you, that car you're driving, that house your family lives in, making your daughter laugh, inspiring her to dream, you did that. Teaching your son to drive, teaching him he can be anything, all you. And your dreams for tomorrow, you'll do that too. Legacies don't just happen, they are made by you. The important word being you. American Family Insurance, protecting your dreams as you achieve them. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Products not available in every state. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies. American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.